Welcome to the Expat Cast. This is the podcast where expats share their stories about fitting in, standing out, and every mishap on the journey to finding home abroad. I'm your host, Nicole, and I'm pretty pumped that this is episode 100. That is a large number. <laughs> and I feel pretty good about it. I, I don't know. I started this podcast about two years ago with some hand-me-down equipment, very rudimentary knowledge of how this all works. Okay, I admittedly still have basically more or less that same level of rudimentary knowledge about things like audio technology, ahem, but I'm learning. I've learned so much by doing this show. It gives me an outlet to grow skills that I didn't know I had and liked having. Like, I, for instance, always love talking to people and trying to figure out stuff about them. I didn't realize you can do that in a formal way and people are okay with it, aka you can interview people. That's the word for that. Um, I like interviewing people. <laughs> it has been so much fun getting to interview roughly 100 people for this podcast. And gosh, it's hard to imagine right now 200, but I suppose that's feasible because 100 happened. So why couldn't two? So, so maybe 200 will happen one day, in which case I am very much looking forward to the next 100 people because... Everyone I've talked to has been an absolute joy to, to meet virtually, sometimes in person too. And I've also had the amazing experience of getting to hear from some listeners. You know, it's not just about the guests. It's not just about me. It's about those of you who are out there hitting subscribe and listening every week or tuning in now and then whenever there's an interesting episode. Whatever suits you is fine by me. I'm just happy to have you. And I do really want to emphasize that as I wrap up season four, I think it is so dang cool that so many of you guys have reached out to me and told me what the show means to you. And I, as a frequent podcast listener, am so often on the other side of things. And I know how easy it is to just hit subscribe, listen, even if you listen every week, there's still some kind of barrier that, that keeps me, at least as a listener, from reaching out to the people who make these shows and saying something. I really appreciate that you guys are active listeners because it gives me the feeling like, like I know who's on the other end of this. Like I know what maybe you guys might want or what might help you. This communication, at least between me as the maker and you guys as the consumer, is really important and I really appreciate that. So thank you guys. Now for the season finale itself. I hinted in the last couple episodes I wanted to do one question that I asked a group of people and I have been very cagey about what that question is. But now, at this moment, you're going to find out. Actually, if you read the episode title, you already know. It's role models. <laughs> I asked everyone, who is your expat or immigrant or insert appropriate term here, role model? I'm going to go ahead and give my answer to this question in just a second. But I do want to bring you guys a little bit behind the curtain here. So typically, when I edit an episode, I've been there for the conversation when the recording happened, right? So I know what the conversation's about, and I just edit it down. And even in the past, when I've done collaborative episodes like this, I've always listened to the things ahead of time and then made the introduction at the end. But right now, I'm recording an introduction for an episode that I know next to nothing about because I decided to, rather than edit all of the submissions and then go back and add an introduction where I comment on that, I wanted to be along for this ride with you because I, I'm genuinely so excited to hear what people had to say. 
And I think it'll be really fun to just give you my answer without being influenced by everyone else. And then I'll be listening for the first time when I'm editing it. So when you hear me in the outro, that'll be the first time that I know what this episode is. <laughs> I think it's going to be kind of a cool flip. Okay, so my answer to this question, I have two role models. And I'll start off with my friend Shannon, who actually submitted something for this episode, though I haven't listened to it yet. Shannon is a friend of mine who has taught me so much in not only who she is, but how she approaches life. She's a fellow American in Freiburg. She moved over alone. She had studied abroad here, really liked Freiburg, and decided to just come back. So she came over with a very limited amount of money, limited knowledge of what jobs would even be available to her, much less what she wanted to do, all of this, just lots of unknowns. And she very quickly found herself in a career path. She ended up marrying someone from back home and settling into a life here with him. She settled into a huge community of her volleyball team. And she also speaks near flawless German. It's, it's super impressive. And now recently, since I've gotten to know her, she's changed career paths. So she left her old job behind and started a new life for herself, chasing a, a passion of hers, a hobby turned career which is pottery. So you guys may remember Shannon from a couple episodes back where she talked about what it was like to be in an Ausbildung. So in that story alone, there's enough to admire about Shannon. But one of the things that I really, and there are times when I run into an issue and I think, how would Shannon handle this? The answer is often she would just acknowledge that it's not the ideal situation. She would acknowledge that she would feel uncomfortable. She'd take a breath. Then she'd just do the thing and deal with the consequences later. This has been a very helpful approach to learn from her. But the thing about Shannon is she is very observant. And one thing that she does is notice when someone is doing something really well, be it a skill or an approach to life or a problem solving theory. She notices what they're doing, identifies it, puts it into words, and then she sort of files it away in her mind so that later when she's having an issue and it's not an issue she knows how to handle, she can go through this little, you know, Rolodex of people and think, oh, okay, you know what, this person would actually be really good at handling this issue and what would they do? And then she draws inspiration from them to get through that issue. Now, this is not something she's ever explicitly told me she does, I don't think. It's just something I've noticed through becoming really close friends with her. And it's something that I then adopted. I also try to notice what things different people are good at. And then when I'm having an issue that I know me as Nicole is not going to get through this issue on her own, I just pretend to be someone else. For example, Shannon. And what would Shannon do? And I do that. And it helps me get through the problem that I'm facing. And actually, because of this approach of Shannon's, it made me aware of how many different people I was tapping into for different issues that I was facing. Thus, the question, who is your role model? So she was one of the first people who made me think about this concept. Then when I thought about it more, I came up with a second role model, which is Gloria, the character from Modern Family. Gloria is played by Sofia Vergara. And she is a Colombian immigrant to the United States, and she is married to the father in the family that the show is all about, right? And this is a very American family. They speak English. They don't really know much about other cultures, let alone Colombian culture. And when I was watching this show, I felt myself so drawn to her, not just because she's hilarious and gorgeous, which she is, but this character, the, the way she 
maintains her Colombian identity and sometimes asserts it, right? Sometimes she's in a super American situation. And instead of trying to just fit in or trying to pretend that she thinks this is all normal, she brings up the fact that she's Colombian or brings up the fact that they do it differently there. And her balance of that is really incredible. There's even times where it's not just her asserting her culture, it's her demanding that other people around her learn more about her culture, especially if they're people who love her. I personally feel such a deep need to become German and to fully integrate myself into their language, their way of life, that sometimes it's hard for me to assert my American identity. And to be fair, I am American. So whether I try to or not, my cultural identity comes out. But but I do want to try. I do want to put it in people's faces sometimes. And I, I want them to learn about me through my culture. And Gloria has shown me a roadmap for how that's possible. So those are my two role models. The third inspiration for today's episode comes from a couple weeks back, a conversation I had with Mari in the episode called Start It From The Bottom. And she shared a lot about her family's immigration journey, specifically her mom's journey from Peru to rural Indiana. That's how we landed on today's episode. (laughs) And with that in mind, I think it's only appropriate that we hear from Mari herself about her expat role model, and I'll let the other answers roll in from there. So I will see you guys on the other end. I hope that you and me, this is new to me, I hope that we all enjoy. Hi, I'm Madi from YouTube's Adventures of Lamadi. My expat role model is my mom. The whole expat landscape was completely different in the early 80s when she made that leap to move from Peru to Indiana in the United States. She didn't have WhatsApp. She had letters. There weren't Latin groceries, and Indiana wouldn't have its own Univision channel on TV for another 20 years. She's my role model because she achieved so much without those comforts we have today. She's also my rock. No matter what, she understands what I'm going through, and to have someone who understands you on that level is the most priceless gift an expat can have. Hello, hello, everyone. My name is Stacy, and I am originally from Los Angeles, California, and I am currently residing in Freiburg, Germany for the last two and a half years. In 2014, I had moved here the first time with my husband, who's from this area, At the time, I didn't speak one word of German, I think, and I didn't know anyone here, and it was a little bit of a culture shock for me. And during that time, I stumbled upon a YouTuber by the name of Sarah Nurse. She was a huge role model for me, especially um, in the beginning of my journey through living in Germany and learning German, getting used to the culture. She made a lot of videos about her. She was American and her Swiss husband. Um, And their experience of always moving back and forth between the States and Switzerland and even Germany at one point, she talked a lot about the cultural differences, social differences. And I just felt like at the time when I didn't have any friends here yet in Germany or I hadn't connected to anyone yet really strongly, it just gave me a sense of feeling connection to someone and belonging and that someone understood me, um, even though I couldn't talk to them. So I would say that, um, yeah, Sarah Nurse, she was definitely a role model for me. 
Hi, Nicole and Expat Cast listeners. It's nice to be back on the show. This is Stephanie from the Geopats Podcasting Network. I am originally from the US, but I have been a long-term serial expat for about 16 years now. I currently live in Berlin, Germany. My living outside of your original place role model <laughs> is Pico Iyer, the travel writer. He intentionally lives in Japan because he likes that he can never be a local. And that was very freeing for him. And up until that moment, I was trying to find my place in the world. And the thought, the mere thought that I didn't have to find one and I don't have to actually fit in anywhere was something that hadn't even occurred to me. The fact that he intentionally lives in a place where he knows he will never, ever fit in allows him to be more of himself. And I thought that was a really, really good lesson to learn for anybody geographically overexposed and can't find and doesn't want to find one place. I felt like that was a beautiful moment and I wanted to share that with you. Anyway, thank you so much and fantastic season, Nicole, by the way. Fantastic season. Look forward to more of what you do. Hello, everybody. I'm Gabriela and uh, today I'm going to share with you um, an inspirational story or uh, someone that inspired me to become an expert and that's a dear friend that I had almost 15 years ago she taught me how to travel how to be a traveler and not a tourist how to travel with one backpack with 18 kilos nothing else and it was beautiful and it can be done and it's actually really easy um, she showed me this platform, uh, Hospitality Club. It doesn't exist anymore. In this platform, I met and contacted so many wonderful people. I met my, my husband through this platform. I traveled alone through Europe for one year and I stayed with wonderful people for free and they showed me their life, their cities, their homes, their families. And I experienced these countries like a local and all of that because of her. Her name is Pauli and she lives in Germany. So maybe she listens to this podcast. We lost touch, sadly, but I wanted to honor her. So Pauli, if you are listening, thank you very much. I'm very, very grateful and I've learned and I'm still learning from you. Hi there. My name is Vanessa. I, I live in Brisbane, Australia. Um, I'm actually from Sunshine Coast, Australia, which is about an hour away from here. But I was born in Melbourne, Australia, a bit further south, and I actually lived there for about eight years. So I've only just recently come back and I'm living here. So I'm almost an expat in my own country because Australia is so large, <laughs> so many different states. But I also lived in Berlin, Germany, and then I lived in Dublin, Ireland. And I actually moved back to Australia in about March because of coronavirus. Uh, so yeah, I'm the name of my role model. Um, she's actually a friend of mine, and she probably doesn't know that she is my role model <laughs> for travel. Her name's Sarah Kirby, so she's also an Australian, and she's living in Berlin. So she's been a role model to me because... Basically, I was moving over blind. I didn't know anything about what it's like to live overseas to go through my first proper winter, European winter. Um, she gave me some really good practical tips on how to actually make friends, how to find a job, how to learn German. She also gave me, yeah, really good advice on like heat lamps and taking vitamin D tablets. So yeah, she's one of my role models because she's really succeeded there. She's been in Berlin for about two years now and 
she I think she spoke German through university but then actually kind of lived over has been living over there working as an architect a landscape architect there and so it's actually continued on in her career that she had in Australia and she's really succeeded so she's she's not just temporarily living there it seems like she's permanently there in her career she's got a boyfriend there she's really like succeeded she misses a few things about Australia I think she misses you know the beach and some of the food but she's really done well and I think she's really taking it in her stride so yeah that's why she's been my role model hello my name is Ashley Mateos we'll say I'm from Maine and I currently live in Freiburg Germany my initial reaction to the question of who is your expat or immigrant or nomad role model was mm, what no one well me, me, myself. I didn't really know. Um, I mean, my mom did teach me how to be a great packer and to always pack snacks. Anyways, upon further reflection, I guess my travel or adventure role model was my Nana's late best friend, Carol Malia. Carol was a strong, single Irish Catholic woman from Maine who always knew how to make lemonade out of life's lemons. She was also the best storyteller and you always felt like you were right there with her in all of her tales and escapades. I never knew how much of her stories were true, like the time she sunbathed topless on a roof in Vatican City with a nun, or when she stumbled onto a movie set in Wales and got fresh bread from a stranger when she also just walked into their house. But I, I like to believe that those adventures were true and they actually happened. Carol could strike up a conversation with anyone about anything and have it be completely genuine. And I think this is a skill that is hard to acquire on your own. And so by being around that, I think that definitely helped bolster my confidence as, as a young woman to not be afraid to talk to people, to ask them questions, uh, or if, if I want something to go out and get it, go out and make it happen. We also traveled a lot with Carol and my Nana as kids. And so I got to experience her optimism and positive spin on things, as well as her fearlessness firsthand. Hi, I'm Justin from Los Angeles, living in Nuremberg. And my expat role model would be my very close and dear friend, Becca. She grew up in the suburbs of Boston, but as soon as she was 18, she moved out of the States and she's never moved back since. So she went to school at McGill University in Montreal. And after that, she moved to Nuremberg and has been working for Adidas for, I think, seven or seven or eight years now. She's just like an incredibly amazing person who is able to roll with the challenges of moving to a place where you don't know the culture and you don't speak the language and learning to integrate herself, not only into like the local native community, um, but also like creating a community of expats who she can be very close to. And I've always really appreciated that and admired that. And I really respect her for that. I think she's also the uh, ideal version of like an American living abroad, because not only does she create community, but she's also typifies the really important parts of what I believe being an American is like. So she's you know, boisterous, loud, and fun, uh, which I really enjoy being, but she's also, she can also be serious and she rises to the challenge of dealing with serious topics when they come up. She can maintain the, the American identity while also integrating here into the German culture. And for that, I admire her and love her deeply and immensely. If you ever by any chance meet a Becca from Adidas, who's an American, you should ask her what it was like growing up in Ohio. It's an inside joke. It'll be really funny for me, though, if, if that ever happens. So, yeah, thank you. Bye.
My name is Megan Kelly. I am from the U.S. and I currently live in Freiburg, Germany. My role model is one of my former roommates. Her name is Ava. I know her because we taught and were roommates in Turkey together in Izmir. Ava is my role model because when she arrives in a new place, she very quickly and intentionally learns the slang and all the swear words of the local language and has found that this is the really the quickest and best way to make new local friends. Hi there. My name is Amy. I'm from San Diego, California, and I live near Kaiserslautern, Germany. I'd never really thought about this question, and I've been thinking for three days who my answer would be. Obviously, I admire people who have struggled as expats or immigrants, but I couldn't really think of a specific name. So not to be a total groupie, but I would say you are my inspiration. You came here in a relationship, and even though that didn't work out, you decided for yourself that it's still what you really wanted, and you have a job you enjoy, you learn language, you created a podcast to help people and maybe also yourself. You're totally involved in making the most of this really unique experience, living what looks like your best expat life. So you're doing everything I would want my younger self to do if, if it had occurred to me to do this. So yeah, I think you're slaying the expat gig. Good job. Hey guys, my name's Casey Krieger. I'm originally from the United States. I don't know necessarily if I have one person that I admire, but really when I think of how difficult being an expat or an immigrant is, I always think of people who did it before me, especially those that moved to another country who didn't have the same financial access that I did, or didn't have the freaking internet, or didn't have someone to help them guide them through the language who struggled incredibly hard to get where they are now and that always pushes me to be like okay Casey you have it pretty easy you have someone that can help guide you through the German process because your husband's German you know we're financially stable I didn't have to leave the United States because of fear of oppression or anything so I usually look to those people who did this before me without as much ease of access to resources as I do and found their way to being a successful immigrant in another country is who I look up to. Hello, my name is Arthur. I'm from Los Angeles, California, and I've lived in Darmstadt, Germany for three years. I don't have a specific role model in mind, but I've always looked up to any foreigner who is well integrated. Uh, I worked with an American briefly who had been in Germany for many years, and he was very fluent in German. I saw that he could speak to everyone, no problem, and I could still hear his, his accent. He was definitely sounding American, but he was speaking comfortably, and I, I find that really impressive as someone who's really struggled to learn German. When you grow up in the U.S., you only know one language, and anyone who speaks a different language is different or ostracized. Looking back on that now, I feel that uh, I really look up to also foreigners that I used to know in the U.S. who had integrated into the culture there and the language. And having suffered myself through the whole learning process and feeling like I still have a long ways to go, it's, it's nice to see that some people have, have come out the other side fluent and, and integrated. So that's my role model.
My name is Linda Kerr. I'm from the United States. We currently live in Frankfurt, Germany. My mom is my nomad role model. Sadly, she passed away seven years ago, so she actually wasn't here to help with our most recent move to Germany, which was two years ago. My parents moved way too many times, my mom in particular, for both her dad's job and my dad's job, back and forth time zones in the U.S., and then actually to Germany three separate times. So Germany almost feels like a bit of a second home for me. Um, there are five things I would say I learned from her over the years, though she never explicitly stated any of these things. It certainly came across in all of her moves and advice. The first thing that I learned was make your house a home from day one. Towards the end of their moving days, my mom got really good at setting up the house to be at home really quickly. She would take pictures of how things looked in the previous places, how pictures were arranged or how drawers were, were done to make it much simpler when they needed to quickly unpack. Hanging pictures was actually the first thing that I remember she always did in a house. And I noticed that in all of the moves that we've made through the years, which have also been a lot, um, that's the first thing that I do and I waste no time hanging up pictures. Um, the second thing was own up to what you own and move it. My parents were never light on their moving weight limits. I would say many times I would hear her talk about how they had gone over the weight limit and my dad would roll his eyes about how much stuff she had. They had collected many things over the years and all the things that she treasured. And I asked her one time why she didn't get rid of some of it just to make the moves easier. And she told me everything had special memories and she'd rather move it and enjoy it than put it into storage. I'm actually the exact opposite and have collected very little over the years. But I do think of her every time I make a purchase and I ask myself, do I love this enough to want to move it many times? Um, the third thing that I would say I learned from her was waste no time making friends. You're typically most motivated to reach out and join groups and take risks when you first arrive in a new destination. My mom was queen of making new lifelong friends um, and she would just jump right in um, and begin joining everything and finding part-time jobs and really trying to network. She made huge investments in addition to nurturing all those friendships from back home because she had always said you never know where you may end up and you may end up back home. Um, the fourth thing was your time in a location is limited and nothing is permanent. So when you move to a location, while the amount of time may be set by a contract, nothing is ever a guarantee, as we are learning currently in this world. Pandemic strike, parents get sick, companies go out of business, whatever the case may be. And when you arrive in a country, when things are good and you're ambitious, don't waste time before exploring. We did this with our second tour destination, which was in Sweden. I arrived with two little babies in tow. And after 11 months, we were called home and realized we had never even left Stockholm, thinking we had three years to explore Scandinavia. The last thing that I would say I learned from my mom is don't take yourself too seriously. It's things like this where I really could have used her advice for this last move. I think the older you get, the harder it is to move. But every move is an adventure. It's hard not to get bogged down in the seriousness of it all. And, you know, Germany can be a serious place. But I remember my mom bargaining at flea markets along the Rhine River 
for things she certainly didn't need because the idea of bartering in her very bad German was just fun. The merchants would correct her and she would laugh and pick up something else off the table and then ask if they would throw it all in, if she could have it all together for three euros. And then she'd proudly slip them into her canvas tote and walk away. These items would find their way later on and be wrapped up and packed up and shipped off to the next destination to help set up her next home. But she always had a good time wherever she lived. This is the first move we've made without her here and I really think it would have been nice to hear some of her thoughts and memories of of moving especially because this may likely be our last tour and we're looking at possibly returning back to the states next summer and um, it would be nice to have her advice for that move back but I do think of her often and wonder you know what would she do Hi, I'm Tara. I'm from Iran, Tehran, and I currently live in Freiburg, Germany. To answer your question, I have to say that an expat whom I really look up to is Marjana Satrapi, the author of the graphic novel Persepolis. The incredible world that Marjana Satrapi has created in this novel has given peace and shelter, I would say, to many expats out there. Not necessarily Iranians, I think. I think the story of Persepolis, to some extent, is a universal one. I mean, even though I didn't have a similar life story to hers, I can very much identify with Marjee's character in the book. On top of all these, this book has made my life much easier (laughs) in the sense that it has created this bridge between me and whoever has read it and I don't have to answer questions all the time about where it is that I come from. (laughs) And of course, last but not least, I consider Marjana Satrapi to be a very strong woman who has gone through a lot, uh, who has endured a lot in her life, but... I think she still has managed to turn her experiences through art and literature into something so cool and so beautiful, which is relatable to so many people out there. I wish I could do the same, honestly. (laughs) My name is Shannon. I'm from the Pacific Northwest area of the United States, the Portland metro area of Oregon which is politically and phenomenally on fire as we speak. But besides that, I've been living in Germany for five years now, thinking about a role model, an expat role model I would have had in the beginning of all this. No one came to mind. And I think it's probably why my first attempt to move to Germany was unsuccessful, or rather I chickened out and moved back because the visa process was completely overwhelming. But I came back two years later with $2,000, again, no job prospects and no visa, but on a tourist visa and armed with a very positive outlook, I made it work. And in the beginning, I was very anti-other Americans, anti-other expats. I think the reason being that I came from the U.S. running away from something, it was very easy for me to move here. I heard a lot in the beginning from other Americans living back home that it was brave and daring that I moved overseas, but for me, it was the only option. I wanted a lot of distance, and I kept other Americans at a distance when I moved here. So it took me a really long time to find my way back to cultivating an expat community that feels like home. 
And I think I'm not alone in that sentiment. There are other expats out there that probably are running from something or were running from something. But this expat community is definitely essential to my identity and my place in my community now. So thinking about a role model now, and I'm speaking directly to you, Nicole, the lovely hostess of this podcast with the mostest, I definitely admire you as an expat role model. You often say that you admire my sheer determination while I admire your educated and logical decision-making to secure your future fulfillment and expanding your expat community. And you're doing a lot of the work here on this podcast and outside the podcast as well. So great job. Keep up the good work. And we're all very grateful for you. Oh, my goodness. Okay. So listening to these clips as I edited them into an episode has resulted in a wild ride in which I, in a very cliche fashion, have laughed, I have cried, (laughs) I have gotten chills despite the warmth of the evening. Wow. These answers were incredible. I know most people that I sent this question to, their initial reaction was, yeah, I don't have one. So I was really excited to see what people did with the question and with this opportunity to reflect. And I'm seeing a couple trends here, a couple themes, a couple people who point it to sort of the general expat or immigrant story, sort of the notion of those who have come before us or those that we've encountered before we became one of them. Then there's also this thread of specific characters or creators in this world who give us role models either in themselves or in their work or both, like in the case of the author that Tara shared. And then I really love that multiple people said themselves. And I'll even tell you, there's a couple people who didn't end up sending voice notes for this, but they told me that part of their problem was I couldn't think of anyone. And then the only person they could think of was themselves. And they weren't sure that that's exactly what I wanted or what they wanted to be putting out into the world. But I think that's kind of my point with this episode, right? Is so many of us do this without any idea of how it works. And if we are lucky, then we find people along the way who who help us out. And for a lot of us, we we don't get that until we're already through it and on the other side. And so we've had to go through it alone. And that's why I wanted to make this episode, because I know some of my listeners out there are in the throes of it. And and my hope is that I can leave you for the couple weeks that I take the season break with a gift of sorts, this bouquet of different expat role models that you can look into, stories that you now know and that you can reflect on. And yeah, okay, I'm a little bit emotional as I'm saying this because, yeah, I I didn't really expect for my name to come up. And I I think I feel a little bit like what Casey mentioned. I, I have so many resources that have helped me get where I am. I know how privileged I am and how lucky I am. I know luck is a really controversial word, but I use it intentionally. I, I mean, I worked my butt off to get where I am and I also was very lucky so it's, it's hard to accept these statements that maybe in some ways I'm a role model for people. And it's also hard to accept because I'm still going through it. I don't know if I've ever felt lower in my life than I did about three quarters of the way into my first year in Germany. And I don't know if I've ever felt more like an imposter than some days still when I walk into work. 
And it's not been that fun or easy going through a breakup in a foreign country. And it's not been easy building my life back up after that, especially during a global pandemic. And some days, like for instance, today, the day that I'm putting this all together, I had one of those days where all I want to do is walk into my parents' house and flop down on the couch and eat all of the snacks that they keep on stock and watch their thousands of channels of television shows <laughs> and just be be around my family and be cared for. But I can't do that because I live far, far away and there's a global pandemic going on. So this is all to say it's been one heck of a ride these, these three years of living abroad, these two years of podcasting. And I want to touch on something that Amy said. She very astutely commented that I do this podcast to help people, but that it also helps me. That is very, very deeply true. Through all of these lows and through moments where I'm actually having a high and I want to go be enjoying the high, instead of editing a podcast, I'm always grateful for this show and sure I could be doing it and just like shouting into the void while no one listens that would also be an acceptable form of expression I guess but I'm really grateful that that's not the form that I'm dealing with I am really grateful that you whoever you are listening are on the other end and I'm so grateful to the people who have participated in this season in the show and in this week's episode Thank you guys for sharing your thoughts and thank you for sharing your stories. The people that you mentioned in your responses are now reaching a whole new wave of people and, and becoming inspiration and strength and creativity for so many more people. And I thank you guys for sharing them with me and with us. All right, I think it's time for some comfy clothes, some comfort food, and a little bit of reflecting on my end. Thank you again to everyone who participated in the episode. Thank you to everyone who has tuned into this episode, to the season, to the show. You can keep in touch with me on Instagram and on Twitter during the season break. I'm at the expat cast. I am excited to take the season break as a time to stop and exhale and take it all in and get back to work, come up with some great new ideas for season five and look into other ways that I can improve this podcast and this community. I am always open to feedback and suggestions. So if you have any for me, please drop me a line. And otherwise, I will be back in your feeds at some Thursday in the not so distant future. I'll keep you posted on social media. Until then, have a wonderful fall. Please stay healthy. Please stay safe. Bis dann. Tschüss.